Uh, but as always, uh, Francis Bradley has joined me this morning. Uh, well, usually it's on a Wednesday, uh, but we've had to move it uh, because I was busy yesterday. I had a meeting to go to, and it was a productive meeting, so thank you for moving for me. I'll pay on there, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, welcome back to uh, Radio 1. Um, how are you going? Yeah, so sun shining, so happy as Yeah, and it's exam time. You were just saying you've got an exam at the end of the exams on the very last day. And how's every, how, how how's the campus going? It's not often I have um, too many students uh, coming in. Well, I do have a lot of students coming in, but it's not for for, for various reasons. But none of that just uh, have uh, have open. Uh, dialogue with. So how's the feeling on campus? It's pretty packed, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty intense. It's like, whoa, we can't even find a seat sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It looks yeah. like everyone's studying hard, which is, I guess, is pretty good because that's why we're here. And that's exactly why you're here. And and that's what this time of the year is for, for doing that purpose, because the rest of the time, they're not really doing that purpose. Except for people of uh, your your age. You're a lot younger than me, but you get to a certain point, I think, in university <laughs> career where I think, you know, either it's halfway through second year or in third year where you actually learn how to study properly. Yeah, or, or you get your priorities right. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it does take a little while, eh? Yeah, and why not? I mean, you're out of home for the first time, you're doing things, you know, you, you've got the freedom that you've never had before. It's freedom, and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to use that freedom to have good time. <laughs> well, you do, you, Jamie. <laughs> I do. Well, did you not use your freedom for that? Oh, I don't know. I just knew when I got done, yeah. Yeah. Reason I was here was for study. Yeah, couldn't make friends, but make sure you actually do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Because it costs a lot of money, and at the end of the day, you want to be sorry to use a John Key phrase there, uh, but at the end of the day, <laughs> um, you're doing this for your future. All right. You know, and the future of your father. Check up. Yeah, yeah, and uh, those that are to come. That's right, that's right. right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. The grandkids, man. The grandkids. Now, um, we were talking a little bit off here before about uh, today's the day for Winnie to... Uh, talking about our future. Yeah, talking about our future, exactly. That was the segue. Um, uh, Winston Peters is going to decide a few things today. What, what are your thoughts? What do, you, do you know much about the 2006 coalition? with uh, National and how that imploded uh, and now some people are saying that no matter who he goes with this time what to, when you say 2006 sorry sorry 1996 um, and people are saying whoever he goes with this time it, it's, a, it's a death kill for them like they won't be in power next time because it's going to explode and in 1996 he had a choice between going with Helen Clark or with um, Jim, Jim Bolger, Bolger. Yeah. Uh, that was the first MMP uh, he went with, with Bolger, imploded, and the next time Helen Clark won. Yeah, I think I think for all small parties in an MMP environment, it's very hard because small parties will often be punished even though they are only a small role in a larger government. And so there's something inherently unfair about yeah. being a smaller party. Not that I particularly like New Zealand first, but... Oh, we look, look at the Māori Party, right? This time, you know, around. it implodes because, and obviously, a multitude of factors. But one factor would be siding with national, and then people having a perception of what is their purpose. Yeah. Um, and you know, a lot of things will affect them. But unfortunately, in an MMP environment, a small party being with a big party, um, that will 
that large party will shroud the image of the small party, um, kind of harming its its independence in a way. Dot com did that. Dot com did that a little bit with the Mana Party, and like, I mean, I think from the Māori Party's point of view, they were going with whoever was in power, so they could have some power of their own to invoke change for their people. Yeah, that was that's kind of the cope-up of um, Te Pāti Māori, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but um, because they can only do certain things like Whanaora and a couple of other things, uh, but still being seen to be part of the bigger machine, even if they, they weren't in place with those policies, they've been punished for that. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it's very hard, I think, being a small party because, of course, say, um, Te Pāti Māori, I think a massive thing that the uh, Fano order is massive, but also Te Reo Māori, mm-hmm. a massive advocacy for changes and accessibility um, and just support for learning throughout the country. Yeah. Uh, you can get it pretty much wherever you are. Yeah. Um, but again, I guess one difficulty would be people who would maybe think about supporting the Māori Party, they'd be like, oh, oh what about big issues for Māori? Um, homelessness. What about issues like poverty? And the thing is, you know, with about 1% to 2% of the vote, and then you being part of a coalition, it's very hard to say, oh, we're going to restructure the economic and social policies, which the other party which gets, you know, 48 percent mm-hmm. you know it's very hard to be like actually we're going to be the one steering the whole government because again that's just impossible yeah but you as a small party you do get harmed as the image and, and i guess when you do go like a party like the maori party in the maori seats when you and because labor's had such a strong presence uh with the maori oh. uh, seats for how many years and with ratana uh and, and the like you um you know, it's going to be one, either one or the other. And if there's this big um, showing or, or, or want for change, um, especially in uh, areas uh, and peoples of lower socioeconomic uh, abilities, which has happened, and uh, I'm not framing all Māori within that, but they're disproportionately represented, right. um, that there is going to be swing. There's going to be a swing. And if you are sided with that party that seems has perceived to have not done much, then you're going to be punished for that as well. Mm. I mean, in all Māori seats, uh, the percentage of support for Labour Party um, is about 50%. Mm. Uh, and then after that would be Māori Party support and uh, New Zealand First. First and Greens. Oh, you know, maybe around 8% support out of um, Māori seat support for National, 8%. And then the rest, you know, about 90% is for a change. Yeah, it's interesting with New Zealand First and such a strong support in the Māori seats over the course of the last few elections, mm-hmm. at least, um, not going back to to the, to the first election because um, they were running on a different platform then. It was totally different. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Aotearoa Tuatahi, so that's uh, New Zealand First, Aotearoa Tuatahi has some interesting policies and in where some are very strong support for uh, local, uh, regional, uh, education, health, mm-hmm. um, because at the crux of Aotearoa Tuatahi, they're nationalist, you know? Yeah. And so very much, you know, like the name suggests, New Zealand first, i.e. everyone comes afterwards, we look after ourselves first. And for for a lot of people who might feel... Um, you know, even if this is just a perception, things about immigration, uh, the situation in Auckland with um, a lot of pressures, 
uh, poverty, homelessness, housing uh, crisis, which is continuing. Um, you know, someone who comes in and says we're going to stop all that, there's a lot of appeal, especially for people who are, um, you know, at the bottom end of the scale, yeah. which unfortunately is Māori and Pacifica Fano. So, you know, when someone stands up and says, actually, we're going to turn this around, we're going to put money into the regions because instead of you having to come to the cities, we're actually going to put money back into your local regions, going to create local jobs, yeah. um, a lot of employment, opportunities, um, you know, a lot of people leap at that. So even though Winston also said that they're going to have a referendum on the Māori seats, yeah. um, which he's later said he won't do uh, or he doesn't need. But, you know, when they say a referendum, there's like you know, there's like kind of two parts. There's there's like the the Europeans who support Winston and the Maori, and often it'll be for different reasons. But yeah. he does have very strong support from both sides. Well, because there were a lot of Maori them that want to bring their people back from the urban areas. Like I know Tuhoi is certainly um, an Inui um, that wants to bring um, their people back to Tuhoi country and out from Auckland. Uh, because I mean, it's only been since the seventies that there's been such an urbanisation of Maoridom, um, mm. and even more so in the last what, fifteen years. Yeah, in the last fifty years, there's been a massive shift uh, to the urban areas, um, and again, that's to do with a lot of things. But um, you know, money, opportunities. Uh, yeah, you know, all, all so if those things are back um, at home. Yeah, well, yeah. If the situation like before, it was like either you stick to your culture and you, um, you know, keep the fires burning, or you go to Auckland and you actually can financially support yourself and your family. Like you know, it's like, you know, te reo Māori is a taonga, but if it can't keep you alive, people will trade it for bread. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of um, course. And so, yeah. So, so the idea that people actually can live and breathe their culture where they come from, their hokainga and also support themselves that's very you know that's very attractive yeah 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 and um over the last what 10 years you've seen more freezing work shut down more um sawmills right you know or, or, and sometimes those are the heart of that's the heart uh, of the oh, entire community town. Yeah, yeah 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 or the wider community exactly like especially meatworks like even up north like Moirewa, you know um wood and like timber mm -hmm. like massive yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm an ex freezing worker. I worked in freezing works for, for the, I did three three years, mate. Three oh, years hard bro. graph. Three years hard graph. Uh, and um, you know, when I worked in the works up in Cromwell, it was the biggest biggest employer in, in the town. So, um, yeah, uh, and you see um, from the Patoa from from that film, and, and mm. you see how the whole town was affected by the, the shutting down of the mm. works, and all the people left the town to go work in the cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the promise of bringing that back, but then again, you know, that they're only ever promises. It's the same thing that um, that old Trump said over in the states about bringing the coal jobs <laughs> back and stuff like that. And it's impossible to do. I mean, if the industry has moved on because it's it's not economically viable, just the government saying we're going to bring the jobs back isn't going to do anything unless they pump in the money and somehow create more sheep on the land or create um, you know a market for finished wood products instead of just logs. Yeah, I mean, it's not that Winston will, you know, be able to wish everything back to exactly what he says, um, but he might be able to put pressure to do a few things. Mm. To, to maybe put, uh, say, more more resources dedicated to local councils, uh, slightly bigger percentage, or 
more money for local projects. Also, up north, he's talking about the moving of the dock. Yeah. So, you know, there's different things which could, depending on what his priorities are and what he's actually been talking about with National and Labour. But, um, again, Māori have been the fastest urbanised people in the world. Mm-hmm. So that is a massive point which could, you know, could have led to a lot of support from Māori for Winston. Yeah. Oh, and New Zealand first. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, and, and maybe if, if you do grow those areas in the regions stronger and, and more people go home or decide to stay, um, that might reinvigorate Māoridom as a whole mm. and, and the language and everything else. Maybe. Yeah, off there, bro. Mm, mm. Be, be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, we'll find out today exactly who he's going with, at least. <coughs> I, I, I get the old papaho, so according to the media, we will find out today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, according to the media, we, we were going to find out last week as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. And according to the media, everybody's up in arms about not knowing, and he's holding the, the country yeah. to ransom, which is... You know, to be honest, it's like, you know, he took three months uh, in 1996 in the first introduction of MMP. And it's looking like he's taken about a month. This is coming up to about a month, I think. Mm. Um, but, you know, I don't think that's the biggest issue. I think if you're actually forming a government and you, you know, take a week longer than you think, uh, you know, you've got to take an extra week. Don't rush into something and then make everyone annoyed and disappointed and then you still got to work out, oh, actually, we disagreed on this policy and then things break down. It's like... Get things sorted, get things straight. Yeah, make the government work and last for three years. <laughs> yeah, not that I'm going to like any of these coalitions, but hey, you know, hopefully there can be some positive change. <laughs> <laughs> Let us hope and pray and live and, uh, yeah, yeah, well, we'll find out. We'll yeah, find I'll, go out. To, I'll go to church and pray for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, off you go, bro. Off you go to Russia, no man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, right. It's always a pleasure having you in, my friend. Uh, kia ora, Mata. Yep, yep. Um, you got any words for us today? Um, just something upcoming in uh, nine days. Mm-hmm. It's the go- it's going to be the twenty. Oh yes, it's going to be the twenty eighth of October uh, in nine days, if um, if I can count correctly. And so that's the twenty eighth yep. of October. That is the uh, commemoration, uh, remembrance of. He Whakaputanga o Te Rangatiratanga o Nutirene, which is the first official document, um, founding document of this nation, which established that Māori had mana and sovereignty over Aotearoa. Um, so that is quite an important date to commemorate, uh, especially for uh, Māori from Te Taitokero, from up north. Yeah. It's also, from this year, uh, this year being the first commemoration of the New Zealand Land Wars, and it'll be celebrated on the same day. Um, also, I think, with a focus of Te Tai Tokero. Um, but yeah, just keep out an eye for that. Uh, could be something where maybe, uh, you know, maybe not sure about the um, Declaration of Independence, Uh So, yeah, if you want to read up about that, it's it's pretty important for mm. New Zealand's history. Well, we're going to talk about it, aren't we? We're going to have you in for that. Yeah. And why, um, why focus on t- up in Te Tai Tokero and not everywhere else? So it's not that... It's not that people not don't. Tonga. Um, so it's not that other people might not celebrate it, but again, Hefakaputanga o Te Rangatiratanga o Nuterini was so. This is the Declaration of Independence. It was signed by mainly northern um, chiefs. Yeah. Uh, so it was 
it was to make or you know and n- oh sorry 1835 it was a document which established um that maori were the sovereign people of mm-hmm. this land um and i believe i actually believe te whero whero, uh which was the first maori king yes signed the declaration of independence I better better check up at who actually signed it, but yeah, interesting. But the thing is, there was a strong focus on the northern tribes. Yep. So, so I mean, if you go up north, you and when I say up north, I mean past Auckland, um, you'll see uh, the flags. You know, the first flag, which which is that white with the um, yeah the uh, the I'm so bad to explain it. The Red Cross and then the four stars. Yeah, it's got the St. George Cross and then the yeah, and then the stars. Yeah, and the four stars. Um, and that is a very strong symbol for a lot of people of uh, mana motuhake, so sovereignty, self-determination, independence as a people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it much done here in Te Tai Tonga, uh, but I'm not saying, you know, I, I just maybe I just haven't been looking hard enough. Yeah, just have a look outside now. No. Um, somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a look? I, I have. Um, I, I. I think I've seen that flag somewhere. Maybe it was just in the um, in um, Tutoy. Uh, Tutoy, buddy. In the early Settlers Museum. Hey. Oh, Toy Two. Toy Two. Okay. Apologies. Yeah, Toy Two. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen a few of them around. Um, Maybe yeah. down here it's in the museums, but uh, up north it's on everyone's yeah, cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, ma'am. Always a pleasure. See you again next week. Kia ora, mother. I'll sort my shit out. Uh,